The Chicago Blackhawks look to put an end to their four-game losing skid tonight as the Anaheim Ducks come to town. I'll break down the first matchup at the NHL level between Connor Bedard and Leo Carlson, the Blackhawks' projected lineup, and also get into Patrick Kane making his Red Wings debut tonight against the San Jose Sharks. All that and plenty more right here on Locked On Blackhawks. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everyone? Welcome on into another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, I'm your host, Jack Bushman. Go and give me a follow on X at Jack Bushman 2, or you can go and check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talkin' Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And also, just a quick reminder to please go and show some support on today's episode if you haven't done so already by smashing that like button, commenting down below, and last but certainly not least, subscribing to the Lockdown Blackhawks YouTube channel. Honestly, if you're not already subscribed at this point, I don't know what you're doing because it's 100% free. It really won't cost you anything, and it does help me grow the show. It helps me out tremendously. So please make sure to take care of that real quick, and you can also go and turn on those push notifications if you're wanting to get notified when the episode is uploaded each and every day. And today's episode of Lockdown Blackhawks is sponsored by GameTime. Go and download the GameTime app right now, and if you create an account and use the promo code LOCKDOWNNHL in all caps, then you'll get $20 off to sporting events, concerts, or theater events near you. All right, good morning, everyone. As always, thank you all for joining me on another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, your one-stop shop for all things Chicago Blackhawks. Let me just say, I hope everyone's Thursday is off to a phenomenal start thus far as we start to creep closer towards the weekend, which is always great news. And later on this evening, we get to see Connor Bedard, the first overall selection in the 2023 NHL draft, take on Leo Carlson, the second overall pick, head-to-head for the first time in the NHL as the Anaheim Ducks come to town tonight to face off with the Chicago Blackhawks at the United Center. Another 7.30 p.m. Central Time puck drop per usual, and the game will be televised on NBC Sports Chicago. And it also will be televised on NBC Sports Chicago Plus with the new Hawks cast that they've introduced. And I was at the I was at the game on Tuesday when the Hawks took on the Nashville Predators. So obviously that means I didn't get to see or or listen to this new version of the broadcast. But I know that Charlie Romeliotis, a reoccurring guest here on the show and Blackhawks insider for NBC Sports Chicago, he and Tony Granato were the ones to uh, have the honors in the Hawks cast debut. If you happen to turn into that, uh, tune into that version of the broadcast, go and let me know in the comment section what you thought down below. Um, also at the same point in time, I'm sure being their first edition of this, I'm sure there were, um, some things that they'd like to fix and establish some chemistry moving forward, but very curious to hear, um, all you fans opinions on, uh, the Hawks cast. If you happen to tune into that on Tuesday, but back to this game here tonight, the 10, 15 and 0 Anaheim ducks take on the seven, 16 and one Chicago Blackhawks who are now dead last in the NHL standings following their 4-3 shootout loss to the Nashville Predators on Tuesday. That has them losers of their last four games in a row, and they've also lost 
10 of their last 12 total. And that has them with just 15 points through their first 24 games this season. And honestly, Blackhawks fans, when getting geared up for the start of the regular season, I really thought there was going to be no way that the Blackhawks were going to be worse than they were last year. But looks like they're on track for that. I know the injuries up front hasn't helped. And obviously there have been a lot of different rookie defensemen in the lineup on the back end as well. But even still, I didn't think this Blackhawks team was going to regress from what they did last year. But that's kind of what we've seen from them through their first 24 games of the season here. Um, Anyways, for the Anaheim Ducks, it hasn't been very pretty for them lately either as uh, they actually got off to a pretty good start this year. Had a good month of October and got off to a, a good little streak there in early November. But ever since the 15th, ever since November 15th, I guess I should say, things have just been going straight downhill for this Anaheim Ducks squad. They lost their final eight games in the month of November. And then uh, their first two games here in December was a home and home against the Colorado Avalanche in which they split. So just one nine and O for the ducks in their last 10 entering this one, a matchup between two teams who are really trying to shed their poor play as of late, but also could be the future of the Western conference as most draft analysts and scouts kind of have the Blackhawks and the ducks as the top two prospect pools in the entire NHL right now. The only difference I would say is that most of the ducks high end picks and superstar level prospects are kind of already on the NHL scene, whereas the Blackhawks only have Kevin Korchinski, Connor Bedard, and Lucas Reichel. A lot of their high-end prospects are still playing college or junior hockey, and then they also have a, a slew of picks over the next couple of years still in their pockets. So I would say uh, the upside is probably in favor of the Anaheim Ducks with the amount of um, high talent players that they have, but I do think the Blackhawks undoubtedly have the deeper of the prospect pools and the one that's going to continue to grow the most over the next couple of years. But one thing I did want to do before this matchup goes on tonight is kind of go into a little head-to-head comparison between Leo Carlson and Connor Bedard. For Carlson, he hasn't gotten as much of a sample size as Bedard has thus far as Connors played in 24 games for the Blackhawks, all 24 games this season. Leo Carlson's only played in 17 of the Ducks 25 games, but in those 17 games, he has been pretty productive. He's got eight goals and five assists for 13 points in those 17 games. Whereas Connor Bedard has 11 goals and nine assists for 20 points in 24 games. So I know Connor Bedard still has the advantage right now, but Kind of a neck-and-neck battle here for the Calder Trophy. Again, I think Bedard has that edge at this point in time, but Leo Carlson has not been disappointing by any means whatsoever for this Ducks squad and has kind of made their organization look pretty good by selecting him second overall. That was, I mean, I I still really... It's a toughie. I had Adam Fantilli as the hands-down second-best prospect in this draft, and that's not a knock on Leo Carlson. I mean, absolute beast and any other year he still would have been a a number one overall pick type of guy but it was certainly um, a pick that I didn't see coming I just didn't understand passing on the size and skill of Adam Fantilli but the Anaheim Ducks for good reason it seems really like Leo Carlson and it's going to be fun to watch both Bedard and and Carlson develop over these next couple of years two guys who could really be the future of the Western Conference but getting into some of the numbers for the Anaheim Ducks and the rest of their team kind of like the Blackhawks it's been a struggle for them on both ends of the puck in terms of scoring goals and giving them up 
The Ducks rank 28th in the NHL in goals per game this year, while the Hawks rank 30th. The Ducks are 26th in goals against, while, again, the Hawks are 30th. But their special teams has actually been pretty solid this year, which is uh, one thing to note, of course, since the special teams really never sees, seems to be going the Blackhawks' way. Uh, the Ducks actually have the 11th best power play in the NHL and the 15th best penalty kill. So they certainly seem to have the advantage in that department as the Hawks are ranked 29th on the man advantage and 26th on the penalty kill. But I'll tell you what, that's only because the penalty kill did really good in those first five or six games of the season. They've given up a PPG in 14 of their last 16 games Probably have the worst penalty kill in the NHL during that stretch and one of the worst power plays as well. So nothing's been going good for the Blackhawks, but fortunately they're playing a Ducks team that hasn't had a lot good go well for them lately either. In terms of who's going to be in net for Anaheim tonight, we're still ahead of the morning skate at the time of this recording. But one thing I do think is interesting um, to keep an eye on is who's going to be in net for the Anaheim Ducks this year because it's been a little bit sporadic for them. John Gibson is the one who has a 5-11-0 record as their starter um, with a 2.82 goals against average and 9.06 save percentage. So he's been really solid for them despite that team ranking 26 in the NHL in goals against. Um, the record may not show it, but John Gibson's been really good. But funny enough, their backup, Lucas Dostal, has been terrible but he's got a 5-4-0 record with a 4-3-0 goals against average and an 8.78 save percentage. So despite his numbers being putrid and basically the exact opposite of John Gibson, he's the one with the winning record in nine starts so far this year. But it will be interesting to see who the Ducks go with in net. If it is Lucas Dostal, just know that he struggled mightily this year. But if it's Gibson, don't let the record fool you. He's been the anchor in net for the Ducks. As far as their leading scorers and kind of who have been the big names that the Blackhawks need to star on their board tonight, for how about Frank Vetrano being the leading scorer for Anaheim with 23 points through 25 games this season, 14 goals and nine assists. Uh, that's got to be awesome for Frankie. I'm sure he's making the most of this opportunity here in Anaheim and absolutely loving it. Mason McTavish has been an absolute stud for the Ducks this year and looks like he's kind of figured things out at the NHL scene with 21 points in 25 games this year. Also, Mason McTavish, forgot to add this off the top. He's questionable tonight. Did not play in the Ducks' last game against the Colorado Avalanche. Questionable for tonight's matchup. Obviously, that would be a big loss for the Ducks if he's not able to go. Ryan Strom's also been good for them with 17 points. Troy Terry's got 14. I mentioned Leo Carlson, the second overall pick's got 13. How about this guy, folks? If you're not familiar with him, Get familiar with Pavel Menchikov on the back end for the Anaheim Ducks. They have some really high-end defenseman prospects, and Pavel Menchikov was an absolute beast in the CHL offensively. He's got 13 points so far this year to go along with Cam Fowler, another offensive defenseman who's got 12. So those are kind of the guys you need to be keeping an eye on if you're a member of the Chicago Blackhawks tonight. No real surprise there other than maybe Frankie Vetrano kind of being the head honcho for the Ducks. Make sure to be keeping an eye on him tonight, especially if Mason McTavish isn't able to go. All right, folks, coming up in just a minute here, I will get into the Blackhawks projected lineup for this matchup with the Ducks, as well as my three keys to victory. But, ooh. but first, I got to talk to you all about game time. You shouldn't have to stress and you shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. And game time is the fast and easy way for you to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. And I personally have used game time for shoot probably close to 10 years at this point. Uh, even when I was back in high school going and seeing 
Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves down at the United Center too, just this past Tuesday when I saw the Blackhawks take on the Predators. I used game time to get my tickets because it's always the fastest, cheapest, and easy way for me to purchase all of my tickets. And even just a couple of months ago when I was out in Las Vegas, I used game time to go and see a concert. It's always fast. It's always cheap. And I also love how they always provide pictures from every seat in the venue so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. I highly recommend you all go and download the GameTime app right now. And when you do, if you go and create an account and use the promo code LOCKDOWNNHL in all caps, then you'll get $20 off with your first purchase. Again, you can get $20 off to go and see Connor Bedard at the United Center this season by simply downloading the GameTime app, creating an account, and using the promo code LOCKDOWNNHL in all caps. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed, GameTime. I also got to talk to you all about FanDuel. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel because right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. Again, that's $150 if your team wins outright with just a $5 money line bet. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's literally no better time to get in on the action right now because Football season is really getting into the nitty-gritty here as we start to climb towards the playoffs, and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long. Just pick any team to win on the money line with a $5 bet if you're a new customer, and you'll get $150 in bonus bets for the victory. And you can use these bonus bets to bet on everything from the spreads to player props to over-unders and much, much more, all on an app that's safe secure, and super easy to use. There's no better place to bet on the NFL than FanDuel. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to start earning bonus bets with America's number one sports book. Again, that's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. Back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Connor Bedard in the Chicago Blackhawks face off with Leo Carlson in the Anaheim Ducks tonight at 7.30 p.m. Central Time, the first time these two young stars meet in the NHL. And you can watch all of the action on the Blackhawks hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Blackhawks. Segment two, let's get into what we could see out of the Blackhawks lineup tonight when they square off of Square off with the Anaheim Ducks. Checking my phone here real quick. At this point in time, I don't have any updates uh, from the Blackhawks morning skate. I don't think that's happened just quite yet as it's still 10 o'clock in the morning. But do got an idea as to what the Blackhawks and Coach Luke Richardson is going to roll with based on what we saw at practice yesterday. First and foremost, the forward group, it looks like it could be the same as what we saw against the Predators, meaning Anthony Beauvillier, Connor Bedard, and Philip Kurashev serving as the top line. I really don't have any gripes there other than I would love for them to get going on the same night that the third line is going as uh, it feels like the Blackhawks are never able to mix and match their two best lines having a good night in the same game. Hopefully Beauvillier, Bedard, and uh, Kurashev can get it going here tonight on home ice. The second line is really the forward line that I'm going to be keeping an eye on the most at the morning skate as on Tuesday, it was Tyler Johnson, Cole Gutman, and Taylor Radish. And I thought Cole Gutman had a really sharp game. Uh, Taylor Radish had some good opportunities on the power play as well. But if this line remains the same, that means a either Lucas Reichel is a healthy scratch once again, which 
I don't expect that to happen or B that he's remaining inside the bottom six for the Blackhawks for the second consecutive game. And it won't be on the third line because there's no way they're touching the Nick Foligno, Jason Dickinson, Joey Anderson trio after the big night that they had on Tuesday, Nick Foligno with two goals and a primary assist. Jason Dickinson added his eighth tally of the season as well. And I'll tell you what, Joey Anderson just keeps on finding ways to make an impact Blackhawks fans. And it's kind of having this thought last night when I was prepping this episode, I think it's safe to say that Joey Anderson's been better than guys like Reese Johnson and Mackenzie Entwistle at this point in time, two guys who kind of feel like bubble slash fringe players in the lineup right now. I think you have to be keeping in Joey Anderson over them, right? Like he's kind of providing the same thing, but at the same point in time, actually contributing offensively. So I think you have to keep Joey Anderson in the lineup, right? He's been that's, that gosh darn impressive. Really awesome to see him come right up from Rockford and immediately make his presence felt. He's been a staple of the lineup ever since. Good for Joey Anderson, former guest here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast as well. And if Lucas Reichel isn't on the second line, that means he'll probably be on the fourth line once again with Ryan Donato and Mackenzie and Whistle. It looks like if the Blackhawks do go with the same forward group that Boris Kachukin Reese Johnson would be the extras for the second consecutive game. First and foremost, I think Boris Kachuk has to be in the lineup. I I don't understand some of these decisions. And I don't understand Isaac Phillips going back to Rockford. And I don't understand Boris Kachuk being out of the lineup. Like the last couple of weeks, he's been getting breakaways left and right. He's been getting scoring opportunities. Arguably, the Blackhawks forward other than maybe Bedard and Dickinson, who's been getting the most amount of scoring chances. His speed's been prevalent. His physicality has been evident. Uh, I don't really understand why Boris Kachuk isn't in the lineup right now for guys like Mackenzie Entwistle and Ryan Donato, who just frankly haven't been doing that much lately. So I kind of have some gripes with this fourth line. To me, first and foremost, why are we even putting Lucas Reichel there? I get the message being sent, but even if it were up for me, up to me after he had one good shift in that game, which probably didn't occur to the third period against the Preds, I would have moved him back up in the top six. But I think my opinion personally, keeping him here in the bottom six is doing him a disservice. And so is keeping Boris Kachuk out of the lineup. But uh, what do I know? We'll see if the Blackhawks and Luke Richardson make any changes to that ahead of the morning skate on defense. I'm really curious because as I mentioned on, excuse me, yesterday's episode, Jared Tenorti was placed in concussion protocol and doesn't seem like he's going to be playing tonight. And that leaves the Blackhawks with only six defensemen on their active roster, and four of them are right-handed defensemen. And yesterday during uh, line rushes, Nikita Zaitsev was playing his offside on the third pairing with Louis Crevier. Um, To me, that's just not a recipe for success. So I fully expected the Blackhawks to call up another defenseman ahead of tonight's game. And checking my phone once again here, that just hasn't happened at this point in time. So maybe the Hogs do wind up just going with this six These six, excuse me, but if it were up to me, um, that would not be my decision. I would have Isaac Phillips come back up because I don't think you want to be going with a third pairing of Nikita Zaitsev and Louis Crevier, just my opinion. Um, And then I do expect Peter Morazic to be back in net after Arvid Soderblom. Man, would have really liked to see the Blackhawks put their skid to an end on Tuesday. Soderblom gave up three rebound goals, wasn't able to stop a single attempt in the shootout. Time to get Peter Morazic back in there, and hopefully he can uh, kickstop the Hawks to a win getting back in the W column tonight. As far as my three keys to victory go here real quick, number one to me for the Blackhawks is getting back to the basics. Just go out there and play structured hockey. Just like 
No costly defensive breakdowns, no backdoor tap-ins given up, no gimmies. Defensemen, make sure you have good gap control. Don't be giving up, you know, open guys right in front of the net to let them get an easy redirect. It feels like these are just the little things that keep on costing this Blackhawks team time and time again. And also stay out of the penalty box. I mean, we know this penalty kill can't get stops to save their life right now. So just getting back to the basics, the fundamentals, basically my first key to victory for the Blackhawks tonight is for them to not shoot themselves in the foot. Number two is, can we please get two lines going offensively in the same game. It feels like that hasn't happened one single time so far this season, at least in the last couple of weeks. Whenever Connor Bedard has got it going, no one else is really chipping in for anything. And then when he's having one of his quieter nights, it always seems like that's when, you know, the 17, 16, 15 line comes in and takes over a game. How nice would it be if we can see just both of them contributing in the same game? Those have been few and far between so far for the Blackhawks. But it would be really nice to see somewhat of an offensive explosion. It honestly felt like one on Tuesday when they found the back of the net three times. I think if they score four tonight, they got a real good chance to win this game. My third key to victory is for Connor Bedard to bring his A game. And the reason I say this is because, look, he's 18 years old. But one thing we've heard about him from his time in junior hockey to playing for Team Canada at the World Juniors is that he supposedly loves the big moments. That's when he always shines the brightest. And tonight, against Leo Carlson and the second overall pick in the Ducks, it feels like tonight is kind of a big one for the Blackhawks, where they're at at this point in time, right? Like, these are one of the games that I feel like people and fans are going to be excited to tune into. And I think Connor Bedard is going to be excited for this one as well. And um being the first head-to-head meeting between these two guys, I know Connor Bedard will never say this, but knowing the fierce competitor that he is and how much he leave, lives, eats, and breathes hockey, um, I'm sure he wants to get the better of Leo Carlson tonight. So if Connor Bedard can bring his A game in and really get it going, obviously this is kind of uh, goes without saying key to victory tonight, but I did want to make it uh, one of my keys because this is a meaningful matchup between those two. I'm sure Connor Bedard will be carrying a little bit of a chip on his shoulder tonight and does want to get the better of Leo Carlson. So let's make it happen. Let's see it, Connor. If he goes and has a good game, I like the Blackhawks chances. All right, there are my final thoughts ahead of the Blackhawks matchup with the Ducks tonight. Coming up in just a minute, before I wrap things up, I do want to let you all know that Patrick Kane is making his Red Wings debut tonight as they take on the San Jose Sharks. But first, I need to talk to you all about Indeed. There's no I in in team, but there is an I in Indeed. And that's the hiring platform that you need to build your team right now. Because when you're hiring, Indeed is the only job site where you're guaranteed to find quality applications that meet your must-have requirements or else you don't pay. So instead of spending hours on multiple job sites hoping to find candidates with the right skills, you need one powerful hiring partner that can help you do it all. And Indeed streamlines the hiring process with powerful tools that find you matched candidates as quickly as possible. And I personally love Indeed because it's the only job site where you only pay for applications that meet your must-have requirements. Indeed knows that when you're growing your business, every dollar counts. So visit Indeed.com slash lockdown to start hiring right now and to be saving that money. Again, that's Indeed.com slash lockdown. Need to hire? Then you need Indeed. Back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, 
part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, if you're still tuned into this point of today's episode, first, let me just say thank you very much. I really do appreciate all the support. It means the world to me. And if you happen to have not done this already, please, please, please make sure you smash that like button, comment down below, and subscribe to the channel. All those things help drive the YouTube and Google algorithm in my direction. And make sure to go and follow Lockdown Blackhawks on Instagram as well. The channel has kind of been popping off here as of late, and I've been just sharing a lot of cool Blackhawks-related content, some cool Connor Bedard stuff, which, you know, who doesn't love that? And then also some clips right here live from the show. So again, make sure to go and follow Lockdown Blackhawks on Instagram if you haven't already as well. Segment three, before I wrap up today's episode, real quick here, I did want to let you all know that former Blackhawks three-time Stanley Cup champion Patrick Kane is set to officially ooh, hiccup, make his Red Wings debut tonight when they take on the San Jose Sharks at Little Caesars Arena. It is finally happening for Patty Kane and the Red Wings. There have been a lot of kind of cool opportunities for him to make his debut here as of late with uh, obviously the Chicago Blackhawks and the Red Wings faced off in Detroit last Thursday. And I believe even prior to that, two days before, uh, the New York Rangers were squaring off with the Red Wings as well. So two opportunities for Kaner to face his former teams. And then back on Tuesday, a lot of folks thought that he was going to make his debut when they took on the Buffalo Sabres, the team that he grew up rooting for as a Buffalo native. That didn't happen either, but it is officially going down tonight at Little Caesars Arena. Patrick Kane's Red Wings debut will be happening against the San Jose Sharks. Looks like they're going to be unleashing him right immediately on the second pairing with his longtime buddy, Alex Dabrinkit. It looks like Joe Valeno is the uh, other forward that they have kind of been mixing and matching with, but really excited to see Patrick Kane kind of uh, make his return here, if you will. He obviously hasn't played since the Stanley Cup playoffs last year on uh, May 1st when the Rangers lost game seven to the New Jersey Devils by a score of four to nothing. And then Kaner goes on to have that hip resurfacing surgery and now will just be the third player in NHL history to make their return following that type of surgery. And the first two were Ed Jovanovsky and Nicholas Backstrom when it didn't really go, didn't really go all that well for either guy. So that's kind of why there are these questions and concerns and just everything surrounding Patrick Kane right now. But I'll tell you what, Blackhawks fans, if I've learned anything from my 25 years on this earth, it's to uh, not doubt Patrick Kane. He's the greatest American of all time for a reason. And I know people were talking down about him last year, but the guy, not only last year, but the couple of years prior, he was a point per game guy and the best player on the Blackhawks, basically on one leg. I mean, don't forget these problems really stemmed from the COVID bubble in 2020. Patrick Kane has not been healthy in three years and he was still putting up some of his best seasons of his career while not being hundred percent healthy. And I know this surgery is a big deal and I know no one's came back from it and really ever looked the same. Well, I'll tell you what, if there's one person that can do it, it's number 88, Patrick Kane. I am not going to doubt him. And I know a lot of people are sleeping on him. Look, I might even bet on him to score a goal tonight at plus 220. Those are the odds that he's listed with at FanDuel, by the way, for those out there curious and wanting to place a wager on Showtime with his new team. I expect him to do well, man. It's just, it's Patrick Kane and Alex Dabrinkit. They know the chemistry. They know how to move the puck. And based on the videos I saw, Patrick Kane looks as healthy as he's been in quite a while. The cuts that he's making, the way that he can glide around out there. Look, do I think he's going to go back to being a 100-point guy again? 
that might be a little bit far-fetched, but I still do expect him to be a very productive player considering the mind has never fallen behind the IQ and the game recognition and awareness has always been elite for Patrick Kane. It's always been like he's got a pair of eyes in the back of his head. And now that the body is actually in shape to kind of keep up with his mind, man, I think it's scary. And I think it's going to give the Red Wings an extra added weapon in their offense. Um, We'll see how much of a a contribution Patrick Kane can truly make out there on the ice. Um, But I expect him to be a pretty good player for the Detroit Red Wings still. And for all the people that are doubting him, I think they're going to learn the hard way because Patrick Kane, I know he's still got that motivation and that internal fire to go and win. And he's a heavy competitor, baby. He's going to be giving it all he has. I know it's weird seeing him in a Red Wings uniform, but I really do. Uh, Red Wings sweater, I should say. Let me retract that statement. I really do hope the best for Patrick Kane. Um, I hope him and Alex DeBrinkett reestablish that chemistry. And I know it's going to catch the NHL by storm if they do. So best of luck to Patrick Kane tonight. I'm not going to say I hope the Red Wings go out there and win or anything. I'm not going to go that far. But I hope Patrick Kane has a really good game. And if I have a wager on him as well, I hope he finds the back of the net. All right, folks, I think that is going to wrap up today's episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. As always, thank you all again for tuning into the show. And be sure to go and follow Lockdown Blackhawks for free right now, wherever you may be listening to your podcast, and to go and subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube. And that way you can get the latest episode as soon as it becomes available each and every day. As always, I'm your host, Jack Bushman. Go and give me a follow on X at Jack Bushman 2 or you could go and check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. So until tomorrow's episode, it's going to do it here for the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.